You're listening to the Wu Wei Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Wu Wei Podcast. I am your host, Ange, and thank you so much for listening in. On today's topic, we are going to go through 20 tips for 20 somethings. I am nearing the end of my 20s and I have definitely learned some very, very interesting lessons. And so I just thought I would just talk about a few things that I guess I've learned along the way and maybe they relate to you as well. And we'll just sort of dive in and go from there, really. The first one I think is really, really important is always, always look after yourself. And taking care of yourself. I love the quote, directly look after number one and you'll indirectly look after number two. I think it's just really relevant to be able to take care of yourself in all aspects of your life as best as you possibly can. Obviously, you can't be perfect. Nobody expects perfection and perfection is very boring. <laughs> um, but if you're taking care of yourself... And that is, you know, getting enough sleep, getting enough water, staying hydrated, moving your body every day, um, going, getting any sort of mental or emotional help that you need if you need to do that or journaling, practicing gratitude, all that kind of stuff, like taking care of you and the core of you. That helps you take care of other people because you just become a nicer person, giving yourself that love and care and commitment allows you to then have that flow onto other effects, uh, other areas of your life and then also to flow onto other people. People are going to want to be around somebody who is uh, or prefer to be around somebody who is taking care of themselves and is in a higher vibration and happier with themselves. And I mean, if you're going to, depending on what you do for a living or, or what you choose to spend your time on, if you are serving others and you're helping people in some sort of way or contributing into the world in that sense, um, yeah, it, it pays to take care of yourself and make sure that you're not sacrificing your goals or ambitions uh, just to please someone else. And I think if you really focus on the, the inner, what your intuition is telling you and what your inner voice is trying to tell you, then you will know that what you're doing is on the right path and it, I think it all stems back to take care of yourself. So when you work on yourself, you help others in the long run. Oh, by the way, these are in like no particular order. These are just like random, <laughs> just some ideas that came to mind. The second thing I want to say is protect your dreams. I feel as though your dreams and your, your goals, ambitions, whatever you want to call them, they are so unique and special to you. Every single person has a different dream that they're going after or goal and it's yours and it's yours only. Don't settle for average because you're not average. 
you're so unique and you have your own specific talent and skills and life experience and the combination of that whilst you may have similar things to other people like similar experiences and that kind of thing you are the only person that has your specific unique makeup of all those things of all those skills or those experiences and even if you don't know quite yet exactly what your specific um niche in life is or your specific passion or, or skill, that kind of thing that you will really excel at, it is there. And if you keep trying things and keep going for it, you'll eventually find it if it, you haven't found it already. And have a dream that's so big that it scares you. It's like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of stretch goals, but when some people set goals, if you're not intentional about it, and you can set small goals that are kind of easy to reach, so to speak. So if you only have, I guess, smaller but easy to reach goals, it's not as, uh, it doesn't stretch you. It doesn't get you to take that extra step further to go that little bit more, to do that little bit more. And when you have a stretch goal that pushes you to do that, then the type of person that you become is amplified because you know that you have to do that little bit more and go that little bit further. And so you almost like subconsciously embody a completely different person when you when you do that. So if you haven't heard of stretch goals, um, you know, good old Google search <laughs> and to dive into it deeper just to, to see if you're actually stretching yourself with your goals. The third thing I want to say is be prepared to do things alone, to go alone, um, you know, be a lone wolf if you need to. If you have a, in relation to the one I said earlier, when you have your goal or vision or whatever it is that you want to strive for, if other people can't see it, just know that that's okay. When other people might not, envision it the way that you do or they might not believe in you or whatever else that's fine that is their choice that's their um you know they have their opinion and that's fine but you need to prepare to go alone so that you can do the things that you want to do and sometimes people won't understand your choices and sometimes people won't understand your way of living or lifestyle or whatever and they will follow the crowd and if you aren't into that then you're going to find resistance or, or friction um, and just know that that's okay know that it's okay to go off the common beaten path or do something that you might not have ever done before or try something that you know you might not have expected to sometimes you just have to pull your socks up and keep at it even when other people um, might not be supporting you even if they love you and their intent and their heart is in the right place, it might not come out in a way that is, is supporting you. So be prepared to go alone and do things alone and always, always, always back yourself. Fourth thing for 20 tips for 20-somethings is practicing meditation. I feel as though meditation is, um, well, very mainstream very common mainstream thing in the health and well-being space and there's a reason for that people have been introduced to it and it has 
given some sort of um, result. And I mean, in this fast-paced, busy life, we're constantly, you know, bombarded with noise, distractions, everything's go, 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 everything's like super intense. And so even though you may be working out and stuff, not it's almost like not working out your, your mind or giving yourself that, that space to just stop and stop overthinking and stop just to pause that kind of mental break is really really necessary even if it's just like five minutes a day start small if it's not something that you already do starting small and building from there and see if it is making a difference for you and I mean meditation has been around for a very 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 long time so I mean ancient wisdom is if it's still around then there's there's got to be something to it you know it's something that I'm still currently working on. I can't say that I meditate half an hour every single day because that is a lie at this point in my life. Um, but it is a skill that can be practiced and developed over time. And so, yeah, having having a few minutes to your day just to stop rather than going on to the next idea or the next business or the next innovation or whatever it is, just being still, focusing on your breath, it's a really easy concept to understand and very straightforward, but actually doing it is um, <laughs> can take a bit of practice. Um, can definitely <laughs> speak from that from experience. So, would recommend trying meditation and seeing how you go with that. Number five is knowing that your most valuable asset is you. The first one I mentioned was taking care of yourself and it kind of relates to that. So just realize how valuable you are to yourself. Like you, it sounds really, really obvious. I get that. Like you are who you are as a person. You're always going to be who you are right now as a person, as in like your physical body is always going to be you. And so how you protect that is just up to you. Your health is very, very important and yeah, it's like the only one body you're ever going to be in so may as well take care of it and that's just like taking your body, sorry, taking care of yourself and not just your body, everything. It's really, really easy to um, maybe step into convenient food lifestyle um, transport is really easy, like Ubers, you know, from A to B, door to door. And so just moving around and stuff isn't as, um, you know, like back in the day, I don't know, maybe before home appliances came in when people had to wash their clothes and all that kind of stuff and everything was really physical. That kind of um, physical and movement, you know, is obviously good for you. And yes, technology is amazing. Love it. <laughs> technology and innovation, all that kind of stuff. Really, really cool. But I think just being aware of how active you might be during the day, um, especially if you have a sedentary job or work a lot on your computer, I definitely do. So I just, um, yeah, it's it can it can take a bit of conscious effort to to make sure that you're you're moving around, as well as just working out. Like just working out for an hour a day is not enough um, in terms of moving your body. Um, but it doesn't mean it has to be really, really intense, just, you know, like a 
get up and walking around or always taking the stairs or walking to the shops instead of driving or even just parking at the back end of a car park and walking those extra spaces. It, it, it's the little things like that that can add up to just making sure that you're moving your body. I think sometimes our health can get put on the back burner pretty easily. Um, and so if it's not like a habit by now, it's it's something that needs to be to be worked on and building those habits. So and if you don't make health uh, sorry, if you don't make <laughs> if you don't make time for your health now, you'll have to make time for it later because you know, you never know what's gonna come around the corner. And if you aren't making the physical uh, sorry, if you aren't making the conscious effort on your physical health as well. Um, it's probably only a matter of time before it starts deteriorating and you're going to have to pay attention to your health. And prevention is a lot less expensive than cure. Number six, rolling on from above, um, pretty similar, is just move. Moving every day and find out what you love to do and do it. If you don't love any movement necessarily, um, you know, like sport-wise or, or anything like that, then have sex <laughs> because that is also moving your body, uh, you know, a bit controversial, whatever, but like, why not? It's good for you. It's good for your body and you're still moving. I'm sure your partner won't complain and it's still movement. It's better than doing nothing, right? We all know the health benefits of exercise and sex, so... I don't need to ramble on about that and I'm not an expert either. So why not just combine both? If you're a lone soldier, then that's okay. Just go and do something, anything. And it's like also adding up the little things. So for example, if you're brushing your teeth, you can do like calf raises or just push-ups while you're waiting for the kettle to boil or something like that. And like I said earlier, like take the stairs all those small things can add up and just moving your body is, is yeah, really, really good for you. So making sure that you're taking care of your physical body and, um, yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely would recommend. Number seven is networking. The old, the good old, it's not what you know, but who you know. <laughs> there is some truth to that, uh, but networking can be really really helpful there's that other saying your net worth equals your network so not everyone is an extrovert or a super social butterfly or can strike up a conversation Uh, and that's okay and if you are that's awesome good on you just start small to get outside of your comfort zone and just strike up conversations with people at the supermarket or random comments here and there to strangers, like friendly conversation, obviously. Um, whatever it is, just start small and get used to talking to people. Get used to, you know, asking about how people's days are, or like what they're working on, all that kind of thing. Just reach out to people and be mindful of what sort of you know, value you're, you're giving back to them. Are you listening to what they're talking about? And vice versa, like it's a, it's a two-way thing when you're having conversations and networking with people. So just being mindful of what you can 
bring to other people in terms of conversation. And you never know who you're going to run into. So try go to events if you can, like one-off events um, or make up, uh, make conversation with strangers at, I don't know, friends' weddings or whatever, bar mitzvahs, anything like that. Just go and have a chat and step out of your comfort zone and network. Number eight is be confident. I know it can be easier said than done, but when you know yourself and you know your strengths and you know what motivates you and what you need to be working on, excuse me, then that will build confidence within yourself. No one can use your flaws against you if you already own them and you know what they are. Find what makes you feel good and keep doing that. Outsource your weaknesses and focus on what you do best. When you take care of yourself and do you, then that will also help build confidence. I think just trying new things and being prepared to back yourself. And maybe sometimes you might need to fake it till you make it a little bit. But action builds confidence and when you take action towards things that you want, you learn to trust yourself more. And when you trust yourself more, that also equals more confidence. <laughs> Number nine is be presentable. Not in a like a conceited way where you have to be so focused on what you look like all the time. But whether people admit it or not, your first impression on a person is taken by their appearance. After you get to know them and have a conversation with them and you can kind of figure out like their vibe or their personality, um, but nonetheless, what they wear and how you visually see them is is like the, the first initial um, impression that you get from them. And how somebody presents themselves is a reflection of how they respect themselves. And it may also represent the way that you know, they might, they might respect you. Like if somebody's well presented, then it's the, it's like that saying how you do one thing is how you do all things. And so if someone's taking care of themselves, then, you know, they're going to take care of other things in their life or they're going to take care of other people in their life too. So if you show up, dress up. And to be honest, I would rather be overdressed than underdressed in, in situations, but yeah, be presentable. And again, you never know who you might run into. Number 10 is practice gratitude. Gratitude is probably one of the highest vibrations you could possibly be on. And you won't find happiness if you're not aware or appreciative or grateful for what you already have like in this moment. It can be easy to slip into the trap of FOMO or, you know, that kind of thing. But on like comparisonitis or that stuff. But make the conscious effort to be grateful. And it could be just as simple as saying thank you to, you know, three things in the morning or writing it down in a gratitude journal or something like that. Happiness is strongly, strongly affected by your mindset and happiness is also a feeling and so and feelings come and go like it's not a constant thing to 
try and be happy all the time. You need to have the, the, the spectrum of emotions to be able to, like that's life. Life is just, it, <laughs> life is a roller coaster and it's, it's an experience of all these different emotions. So to, I guess, to be under the illusion that happiness is like a constant state, it's, yeah, you're setting yourself up for pretty much an unhappy life to be striving for something that is unachievable. So just affecting, sorry, just focusing on your mindset and practicing gratitude and just really feeling gratitude for for the things that you have that will help you also attract the things that you want because you'll be in that sort of higher vibration i think if you find it in a number um then that didn't make sense <laughs> what am i trying to say i feel like i need to have another coffee um with gratitude when you practice gratitude it allows you to, yeah, be appreciative of what you have right now and what you're doing right now. And it doesn't mean that you can't want more. Of course, wanting more is great. But the more that you appreciate appreciate where you are right now, the more you'll open yourself up to receiving because you're already in a good place in your mindset. Number 11, nourish yourself with real food. Kind of touched on this earlier um, in terms of, you know, convenience food and that kind of thing. But fuel your body with good foods, real foods. How do you expect to come up with brilliant new ideas or business concepts if you're feeding yourself crap? Like you only get out what you put in. So if you're feeding yourself crap foods, well, you'll probably feel that way and you'll probably produce that kind of output too. But, you know, up to you. But who doesn't want to feel amazing and energized over sluggish, tired and unmotivated? Let me know if you find someone. (laughs) It's definitely been me at times too. Like I don't, I do not have a 100% perfect diet. Hell no. But it's just being aware of what you're choosing to do most of the time there's like a that 80 20 rule 80 percent whole foods 20 percent soul foods so just um yes i realize i'm not a nutrition <laughs> or anything like that or a dietitian uh, sorry a nutritionist or a dietitian um but it's it's basic common principles that can be easily forgotten or, or slipped past so nourishing yourself with real foods is what's going to get you real results. And that's just not in the physical concept or in the physical capacity, I should say. When you're nourishing yourself with a real food, then your thoughts are going to be better. Like just that whole inner body sort of experience, like cleaning yourself from the inside out, so to speak. And eating whole foods is a part of that. Number 12, have lukewarm showers super random (laughs) and or if you're really really brave go for the cold shower it's so tempting to just jump into a nice hot shower especially if you live in a cold climate Um, but studies have shown that having colder showers makes us more alert and present and it tightens our cuticles and pores (laughs) whereas hot water tends to open up the pores 
and dries them out. It's It might be a sort of tough concept to do at first, just having a normal shower first and then, um, you know, the last 30 seconds just turn it on to, to cold or turn it colder so that you can, you know, if you want to introduce yourself slowly to it. But having cold showers in the morning, really, really good to wake up the body. Um, or jumping in the ocean if you're lucky enough to be close enough to the ocean um, or jumping in a pool if you're have if you lucky enough to have a pool as well. Just having some sort of um, cold water immersion type thing that would be definitely help the body and it helps your mental state as well because if you're not in the mood to have a cold shower or you're not just not feeling it and then you just go and do the thing anyway and you make the decision like it doesn't matter what how I feel right now I'm just going to go do it if you go and do that thing again that's going to build your mental resilience and it's going to help you in other areas of your life where if you just make the decision to do that one thing it doesn't matter how you feel about it you're still going to get that thing done or you're still going to go and do that thing number 13 have a morning routine i'm sure you've heard this one before maybe you've tried it um or maybe you've already got a morning routine it's how you spend your first like 30 to 60 minutes a day can really, really, really help to increase your productivity uh, and get yourself into your own groove. Some things that you might want to chuck into your morning routine is exercising the the mind with either meditation or journaling, um, gratitude journal, exercising the body and moving, getting active, whether that's a full-on workout, whether that's some yoga, whether that's some stretching or like a morning walk or something like that. And some sort of morning consumption of either coffee or breakfast or some people, I don't, depending on whatever anybody else does, is whether that's like um, fasting or have a big breakfast or only have a coffee in the morning, like whatever it is, having some sort of consumption, moving the body, exercising the mind, they can really help to set yourself up for the day. And again, it's like those little things that you achieve, taking um, – Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Taking joy in the little basic stuff is what's going to help you have a more fulfilling, satisfied life when you're doing the little things that help to add to the bigger picture. And having a more morning routine can really help with that. Number 14 is be comfortable being uncomfortable. Nothing really happens in your comfort zone. It's predictable, you know what's there. It's, you know, if that's how you want to stay, then yeah, stay in your comfort zone because that's obviously what's worked or that's where you are right now. So some people love the idea of having um, a safety net and keeping to themselves and just doing what, you know, they, they do all the time. It's like living the same year over and over and over again. But if you get out of your comfort zone, you'll be able to experience more things and get more curious and grow and develop as a person. Do something really, really random that you wouldn't really do just to, um, you know, build resilience. This is a really, really random example, but I don't know. I really want to know if somebody actually does this just to 
get out of, outside of your comfort zone, buy a donut, and then complain to the cashier that it has a hole in it. <laughs> yes, this sounds bizarre. I know I um, probably sound like a mental case, but you know, I'm not all the time. <laughs> And you, if you do it, like you'll probably just make the cashier laugh, and you'll realize that it's not that scary if you say something or just like look weird or or feel uncomfortable. Like the world won't end. It just is getting outside of your comfort zone and doing something random. It will help you, yeah, do other things in your life that help you step out of your comfort zone and and do scary stuff. And build that resilience to just be able to sort of brush off people's opinions or thoughts or just, you know, how they feel about certain things. It's not like about ignoring people, but it's just knowing when to to take in somebody's opinions and where their intent lies. So random exercise. If anybody does it, please let me know. Yes, I've done it, in case you're wondering as well. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like the, the cashier just laughed. They were just they were confused. They were like a young person. They were just confused and they looked at me like, is this chick for real? And I just, I couldn't, I tried to keep a serious face, but I couldn't. It was really, really funny. Um, so yeah, and it was, it was just a good laugh. And I'm sure it really broke up that person's shift for, for work that day. And I'm sure they have probably told that story and just like, oh my gosh, like it's, yeah. I mean, if you can make someone smile, why not? <laughs> Number 15 is travel. If you've listened to the intro episode, then you will know that I definitely love to travel. And I think the world is the best possible teacher. There's no exams. There's no study. You are just literally learning through experience and through life. See as much as you can whilst you can. Obviously, within reason everyone's probably might be a little bit limited at this point in time with it but even having that um ambition for later on in a couple years trying to set that goal for now be like you've got time to save because we might not be able to go anywhere or travel anywhere specifically too far like to other countries and stuff like depending on whereabouts you're living obviously right now whether you can actually travel your own country or um, if you can even leave the state or that or that sort of thing, obviously within reason. However, it doesn't mean that you can't set up or plan for the future in a couple of years. Hopefully when the world opens back up again and everything's all well and good and knowing that you've got the savings or you've got like a rough plan, like where you want to go or any specific activities that you really, really, really want to do and just wing the rest of it, however you want to plan it, just to get out there and see the world. Stop waiting until you get your next job or waiting until you're ready. There is never going to be the perfect time and that's just an illusion to, to even think that there is going to be a perfect time or you're going to be 100% ready for something. Just go or set a date, set the goal save up for the necessities and get a backpack and leave. (laughs) Meet new people, eat foreign foods, have a go at speaking another language and trying to learn the language and stepping into other cultures. 
the opportunities are endless, plus the experiences are completely priceless. So definitely recommend travel. Number 16 on 20 tips for 20-somethings. By the way, you don't actually have to be 20, obviously. These are just things. I'm just in my 20s at the moment, so, you know, catchy catchy title. (laughs) Number 16 is fail. If you haven't failed at anything, then are you really living? (laughs) These days, it's so common for things to be filtered so that people's feelings don't get hurt um, because people can't handle failing. When I was oh, at my old work or in my old job, if I started a test, instead of getting a graded mark with a percentage like I used to get back in school, it gets marked um, or it would get marked with either competent or not yet competent because people complained that they felt belittled or targeted when they got a low score. Like, come on. Seriously, if you fail, so what? It's it's not it's not a meaning or it's not a symbol for your worth as a person. If you fail, so what? Just get up and go again and try something else. Try something new. Having that that change in in grading, it was just a, it was, yeah. I mean, a lot of people get participation awards now I think in schools I don't have kids so I'm, I'm not like full bottle there but from what I've heard is there's a lot of participation sort of ribbons and medals now and all this kind of stuff to because people don't like to miss out or fail but if you don't want to fail or miss out well then work harder try harder be the number one in whatever it is that, that you're trying to compete in or whatever so that you don't need to go for the participation ribbon it's just uh yeah it it blows my mind but still even if you just try salsa dancing and you find out you suck then either choose to practice it and get better or find something else that interests you if it's not something that you know you, you realize that you aren't really that into like it doesn't matter just try and just fail your way to success and if you need to reframe the saying um, fail or like the, the word, if that I don't know, doesn't feel good for you, then try using a different word like feedback. Like failure is feedback. There is no failure. There is only feedback. And so getting feedback from things like realizing that you're not good at something, it's like, okay, cool. This is cool feedback. What am I going to do with it now? Am I going to try and work on it or do I want to go a different direction? There's no right or wrong, but it's just – figuring out what's what's good for you and it can be an amazing teacher number 17 is take risks especially if you're in your 20s you're at a at an age where you really can even if you've already got um family and dependents then obviously you need to take calculated risks because you have other lives to um keep in mind but if you're young with nothing really to lose and take a risk nobody's remembered for being safe and conservative and you don't want to be sitting on a rocking chair when you're like 90 years old saying if only I started that business idea or if only I went to travel to that country that I really wanted to go to or if only I did this this isn't whatever whatever it is ask that stranger out Ask to be featured in something. Ask to collaborate with somebody else. 
us to do whatever it is in life and, you know, let the universe deliver. Whatever your ambitions are, risk what you are now to become what you might be. Take the risk and give it a shot. Number 18, choose your lifestyle. Not everyone deserves, oh, sorry, not everyone desires to live a nomadic life, for example, working from their laptop, traveling the world, or like driving around in a van. Like for some people, that is really, really, um, you know, anxiety inducing because they like to have one home, like a home base, and have a routine there and all that kind of thing. It depends on what you want to do. So, Choose your lifestyle. It's it's entirely up to you and it's your responsibility and it's your choice. So it's, yeah, others love their, whatever they're doing, make sure that you're loving your job, your work, whatever it is that you do with your time, your purpose, your, um, all that kind of, your commitment and contribution to life or, or the world. Make sure that you love it. Some love their nine to five job and it suits them and it allows them to be satisfied creatively, creatively and professionally and they have that security. Um, and others like to live freelance life. Whatever floats your boat, find it. And if you haven't found it yet, keep trying. Keep trying to find the things that, that suit you and suit your lifestyle. What, what is your ideal lifestyle? How do you really, really, really want to live? Like what is it lights you up so much? And just anchor into that feeling and to that, what that lifestyle is and go for it. Number 19, this one might be a little bit harsh for some people, but nobody owes you anything. Stop being so entitled. <laughs> if you expect the world to be fair with you because you're fair then you are fooling yourself that's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him no idea who quoted that it says unknown so (laughs) but (laughs) i like that quote so i just thought i'd try that anyway um i'm not saying go and be greedy and you know scam everyone or or whatever and just trying to get as much as you can but nobody likes a complainer who you know, always is like, oh, this happened or I don't know, my job did this or my partner did this or this person did this to me or why don't I get that if that person gets that? Like nobody wants to hear that. And if if you have realized something that is, is happening that you don't like, then what are you doing about it? There's a difference between venting and airing something out or complaining. Complaining is just, it's like sitting on repeat and just whinging over the same thing over and over again. Whereas venting, you know, it's like a one-off, you vent, you let it go, whatever, you move on. And what are you doing about the problem that you may have either vented about or complained about, whatever it is? When things don't work out, pick yourself up and keep going. Society is filled with people trying to get what's entitled to them, so to speak, Like, think about it. We're born naked and with nothing but a functioning body for us to use in order to get whatever we want or need. 
whatever your spiritual belief is, be it God, the divine, Scientology, whatever it is, we were made with exactly what we needed in order to do what we're supposed to do. So you need to go out there and get it yourself with what you have. Use the resources that you have now. Use that beautiful brain of yours and get what you want and get what you need because the world does not owe you anything whatsoever. Last last point for the 20 tips for 20-somethings is have a growth mindset. If you think you know everything, then you know nothing. There is so much information out there in this world and it's obviously increasing at a rate like never before because of technology and the resource, resources that we have. Focus your time on reading or listening or consuming information that is going to help you and help you grow and develop. Create over consume and having a growth mindset really allows for that. Always be eager to learn. If reading isn't your thing, then try to listen to audiobooks or podcasts or watching videos or something like that on YouTube. Um, go for walks with the podcast in your ears or go on the treadmill and watch a video or something like that, like two birds, one stone philosophy. Have a growth mindset and have a routine where you're constantly just working on yourself. So there you have it. Maybe you have already heard of all these tips. Maybe one or two might be new to you or maybe you thought they were all rubbish. Up to you. <laughs> these are just random things that I just thought of um, so I just thought I would share. Take what you want and leave the rest. I won't be offended. Let me know and screenshot and tag me on Instagram at A-N-G-E dot P-A-U-L-O and at T-H-E-W-U-E-W-A-Y. I am very, very, very grateful for you and appreciate your time and your choice to hang out with me today. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I hope you have the most amazing day.